This is Hans Scheil from the Finishing Well podcast. On Finishing Well, we help you make godly choices about Medicare, long-term care, and your money. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it. Share it. But most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here, now. How cool. You've heard this in the introduction to the After Hours for years of, right, deep from an entrenched barricade. Barricade. Well, if you wonder where the word entrenchment came from originally, whose idea was that? Ah, it was mine. And I was <laughs> I was taking it from that whole idea of the entrenched barricade so that people that would actually get a chance to peek inside the entrenched barricade at their church. And so the idea of this show is to give people a little bit of an idea of what could go on at their church and hopefully what their appetites to ask us to come and, and do this kind of thing at their church. That's what we actually love to do and there's been much fruit as a result of of seeing guys get their hearts back and 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 actually you know enter into bands of brothers and those kind of things and so we're excited to be able to do that today and i know we're missing sam because you know (laughs) there is an entrenchment involved but As one of the Marines at the last entrenchment, we pointed out, he said, those guys are digging a trench, sure enough. But is that the, for, to, for a latrine or is that for what exactly is that for? So anyway, moving along, Andy, uh, it's your turn. Man. It's my turn. So this is from the show, the HBO docuseries or whatever, Band of Brothers. It's on Easy Company during World War II. Um, they paratroop in and they take it all the way from Normandy to the Eagle's Nest where Hitler was in Austria, his, um, his private, uh, bunker or whatever. He was entrenched. He was very entrenched. Yeah. But they stopped along the way. Uh, You probably heard of the battle of the bulge in the Ardennes forest. And this clip comes from there. It's when they kind of got hung up there. And it was in the winter, very cold, and you've got this uh, easy company, and they've got guys coming in and going out because you have replacements. But um, this is one of the guys that have been hurt, and he's coming back to the group. He'd been gone for a few days um, at, uh, you know, just kind of getting getting at the medical tent or whatever. And he's coming back, and one of the guys asks who he is. Well, he's a replacement, and they just are – it's the banner between them, but then they get into each one of the uh, guys in the Easy Company. Begin one of the couple of different guys start talking about the wounds of the others, which we you know we talk a lot about wounds, but really it's guys that have been entrenched literally in the Ardennes Forest that they know each other's story. They've been together. They fought together. They've ate together. They've done all this stuff together. They know each other's story, and we're hoping. You know, when we come in, we're, there's a lot that we, we bring as far as the story about the man's heart, get his, getting his heart back. But we feel like to move that on to the next level, you have to have a band of brothers to walk it out together. So here's a clip. 
What are you doing here? Want to head back to the line, sir. Joe, you don't have to do that. Get yourself back to the aid station. Heal up. I'd really like to head back with the fellas, sir. All right? Then go. Thank you, sir. Joe Toy had been at the aid station for three days, and everybody was glad to have him back, especially Bill Garnier. Hey, Joe. Hey, Good to see you, pal. You too. What the hell you doing back here? I had to make sure you were on top of things. You're on top of things. Tied me on boots once last week. <laughs> All by myself. <laughs> hey, fellas. Look who I found. Hey, Joe Toy. Hey, back from Mars. All right, Joe. Yeah, doing pretty good. Escaped from the aid station. Where'd you get hit? What's that? Uh, it's web placement. Really? Thought of some guy I've known for two years and I forgot his face. <laughs> Joe got hit in the arm. New Year's Eve gift from the Luftwaffe. Jesus. A lot of you guys been injured? It's called wounded, Peanut. Injured's when you fall out of a tree or something. Don't worry. There's enough crap flying around here. You're bound to get dinged sometime. Almost every single one of these guys has been hit at least once. Except for Ali. He's a two-timer. He so, landed on broken glass in Normandy and got peppered by a potato masher in Holland. You'll find out, son. A bull? He got a piece of exploding tank in Holland. Now, George Luz here... It's never been hit. You're one lucky bitch. Thanks for another one, Skip. Eh, consider us blessed. Now, Lee got a skinny little guy. He got pinged to the neck in Holland. And right next to him, that other skinny little guy, that's Popeye. He got shot in his scrawny little butt in Normandy. And, uh, Buck got shot in his rather large butt in Holland. <laughs> yeah, kind of an easy company tradition getting shot in the... <laughs> hey, even First Sergeant Lipton over there. He got a couple pieces of a tank shell burst at Carantan. One chunk in the face... Another chunk almost took out his nuts. That <laughs> water's nuts, like. Doing fine, Bill. Nice to ask. Doing fine, Bill. <laughs> well, you know, again, I think that you get the picture there, and I think that's that's the way it is. I, um, I know every one of these guys, and I mean, some more than others, but I know every one of their stories, and you just get that from doing life together, from being entrenched with one another. And I think it's the way God is intent. Sometimes we maybe talk about that a little bit too much. Obviously, God, Jesus, the Father, they're the ones that brings the healing. But it, it talks about how we're, and I've talked about it at nauseam. I say it every time. But, you know, how if we confess our faults, one to another will be healed. And we pray for each other, we'll be healed. And And I think there's a lot of power in that. But God is all in it. God loves it when we get together and we have camaraderie. We love one another. That's what heaven looks like to me. And I think that we get a little bit of that down here when we and, – and you don't see it. We, you just don't see guys open up to one another. And that's what my hope has always been with the entrenchments. That's what I felt like God had put on my heart years ago because we can do t- like two boot camps a year with the time we have and all. And to go into the churches and be able to speak it, you know, it's sometimes guys got their their groups together and they're doing well or whatever, but we just, it's not like we're coming in and paratrooping in and just like, oh, we know everything. And we're just sharing our story and hopefully it's an encouragement to other guys to get their heart back, to let God heal them up, and then walk in life with their band of brothers that, that God's given them there at that church. Yeah, it's a it's a wake-up call. It, it, you know, to some extent that, you know, for me, I know that when I went to my first mm-hmm. event of the masculine journey, you know, I had a paradigm, as, as Rodney pointed out in the first show, that 
you know, this is what Christianity looked like. And when you, when they mm. came to a men's event, you know, the guys, you know, huddled up mm. and <clears throat> honestly, there was no, you know, I guess vulnerability, mm-hmm. nobody telling what they were really struggling with. You know, everybody, I'm fine. You're fine. There, there's a lot of fineness going around. Yeah. Lack it of was, authenticity yeah, too. Yeah. Right. And, and so because people aren't needy out loud, Right, and they're not sharing where where they're at, then you really rob your brothers of the honor yep. of entering into your battle, yep. of of locking arms with you, and you know where two or more are gathered, you obviously realize you have more firepower yep. in, in that whole situation, and and so I, you know, for me, you know, one of the great honors of, of this ministry is. When we do an event like this, we, we hand out these prayer cards. And those prayer cards, we ask guys to write down what they really wanted, you know, what they're really hoping for, what their real struggles are, those kind of things. Yeah. And quite often, Danny, they get super vulnerable. Yeah, they do. And, and can you describe what it's like to sit amongst a band of brothers praying over those prayer cards? Oh, man, it, it, it's something because you do see – some terrible handwriting at times, but that's just us. That's just us. That's not what I was, what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> but no, you do see, you do see somebody pouring their heart out, and and they may write something on that card that they won't say out loud. Yeah. But in a sense, that's a way in to, you know, letting us have the privilege of praying over these things and and, and entering into a relationship maybe with these guys, and you know and. The, the cool thing about it for me is to sit around and one of us have thrown a card in. And, right. you know, and so Lord knows the fruit that has come out of that in my own life and in, you know, everybody mm-hmm. that sits around the, the, these microphones every week that, you know, and we enter into life. And, and like Andy said really well, we do life together. You know, I mean, I talk or text to one of you guys about, three or four times a week even you know we meet mm-hmm. once a week anyway but and that's just so cool that's that's what the life is for me for you know entrenchment or you know th- this whole genre of ministry is that i finally found a band of brothers who are doing life together around a common cause mm-hmm. and right. that that is what that is the hope of an entrenchment i think is that you know if you've got a band of brothers rally around something that's going to bring you life not is going to give you something else to do. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you've heard this. I think it's a great saying. It's kind of pithy, but, you know, it's, 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 it'll stick out to you. You're as sick as your secrets. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> and, and I was really sick. Yeah, aren't we, aren't we all? Yes. Yeah. Right? I mean, like right this minute, yes. you know, there's things about my life that I don't share that I should have. Yeah. Right. And and what I have discovered in walking with a bunch of very authentic men it is quite often where we're the sickest yep. or where our hearts are the brokenest is in our own families. Mm. Right. Yep. And, and and, you know, going after our kids and all that kind of stuff. But how neat is it? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, how neat is it? when you have the honor of praying for somebody you dearly love, man, and you know how much they love God and whatever, yeah. but you know what the, I mean, you can see their heart ripped out, like certain yeah. members of this group I could talk about right now yeah. that are going through desperate things in their families 
you know, but we're all in, we're all entered in. And, and because, you know, these guys are not, they're not hiding the fact because a lot of the sin we're talking about is not stuff that you will hear in a Sunday school. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is not coming out that way, you know, yeah. because people are, are thinking that they're going to be judged. You know, you must be some kind of bad yeah. dad or yeah. whatever, you know, if you got that going on. Yeah, I can't believe he said that. In yeah. <laughs> and I get that. And, and part of me was there was a part of me as I was going through my struggles that wanted nothing more than I wanted I didn't never. I didn't want anybody to find out, but yet my heart screamed to be authentic and true, and vulnerable. And it's like a catch twenty two because you don't know that you can trust somebody until you get in a group like this. But once that's one of the things the guys see that come to boot camp or and entrenchments is that we're pretty authentic and pretty share our our the good, bad, and ugly of our lives. And that breaks them free. I don't know how many I hear that say, oh, when I heard it from the stage, that freed me up to be able to share it with somebody else. Well, that could be that somebody in our church that they never would have shared it before because they trust that person, but they never thought that they could trust that person enough to be able to share that, whatever it was. Right, which gets back to the author of the whole deal who said, you know, is is it – setting the captives free yes right yep. mm-hmm. is it binding up the brokenhearted right that's what the gospel does yes it does it for unbelievers i understand they got to come to christ yep. but the the real freedom in christ in the abundant life is is getting into those all those places yeah. that, that he yep. really wants to get at to heal your heart so that you can right be in, in a position to to share how god's come for you in these things right Yep. Yeah, and and it, what's been really cool in my own life here is that, you know, I've been part of men's ministries for years, have been a director mm-hmm. of one, but to come in here and to share, I mean, I've shared some, some pretty nasty stuff at times, and not once did anybody look at me with with disdain, except Sam's only got one look, and it, it <laughs> always looks like disdain, right. but but it's not if you know it's heart, but nobody said, oh man, I can't believe you've done that. Most of the time, it's yeah. When I was where you're at, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. But that's the beauty of yeah. what we're talking about is is that's what brings life. Is yeah. that you know because Jesus never come at anybody caught in something harshly. Mm-mm. He lovingly bound up their broken heart. Yeah. He you know he set the captive free somehow yeah. or another. And, you know of course he was Jesus, <laughs> but um, but that's that's what I see in the band of brothers. And you saw it in this backer clip. That, I did. So lay it on us. <laughs> well, the uh, the clip is from The Legend of Bagger Vance, and it's a locker room scene where Juna and Bagger are having a discussion. And Juna is is locked into, and, and I'm going to read the the definition of entrenchment. I looked at it. I kind of took this thing at a different angle, which we've all known from previous shows. My different angles gets me in a lot of trouble around here sometimes. <laughs> Thus, I got the last clip. So, you know, <laughs> flattery will get you nowhere with Robbie, obviously. So, you know, anyway, Sam, come back, please. Um, the entrenchment is the process or fact of an attitude, habit, or belief becoming so firmly established that change is very difficult or unlikely. And what we find in men's lives, and, and, and Juna is locked into this is the way life is. This is how it goes, and it's sad. And and 
Bagger's coming after his heart because he sees something in Juna, but but the way he does it is so beautiful and it's it's classic. So we can talk about it after the clip. The Lord. Oh. I pulled a Sam. Excuse me. I started the clip in the middle. Now you're going to mess my clip. I don't care if I'm 12 strokes back. I just don't. You don't even want to win? It's just a game, Bagger. Ah. Yes, sir. You done said it yourself now. That's a game. So maybe, just maybe, there's something else that's riling you. Uh, maybe you thought you was just going to sashay out onto that green and the old hero of Savannah just reappeared all by itself. Don't work that way is all. The junior you was, you ain't never going to be again. Ever. That's all I'm saying. You don't know anything about me. Well, I know one thing for sure. You're going to look pretty foolish tromping out there with two different shoes on your feet. Oh, Jesus. You got an answer for everything, don't you, Backer? Let me tell you something. There's no difference between winning and losing and anything in between. What's lost is lost. A man lives, a man dies. And in the end, it all turns out the same. You're alone. And that's all you're ever going to be. That effect. Alone. So a soul is born with everything that the Lord can give it and things don't go its way so it just gives up and the good Lord just takes everything back? That's right. And then the soul dies alone. But well, that's pretty much what you say? That's right. That's a sad story, Mr. Jenner. Yes, it is. And that's, that's about the dumbest thing I heard any fool say ever. You got yourself a hard eye there, Mr. Jenner. Soul is born with everything. Don't go die, my good Lord. You a funny man, Mr. Jenner. You know, the humor in that is, it, is incredible. But, you know, so often we're like Juna. We're locked into this is just the way life is. And I'm not going to ever be able to change. Or And then you come along and you, and you dive into this thing called Wild at Heart and the Masculine Journey. And all of a sudden... There's there's some hope, there's some there's some a reality of it, and you see men who have walked on the journey a little before you, and and the freedom that they found in in all the things that we've talked about, you know the 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 exposing the the agreements and stuff like that, but the covenant of silence is where God comes in and goes, hey, you're not alone, and I'm aware of where you're at. I've been aware for a long time and, and, and brings life back into you. And, you know, you find freedom in that. And, and identity. And right? identity. I, I mean, I love, I didn't see over there, Rodney, you're, you're, you're locked and loaded over here. But oh, you're uh, good, go. Now, I, you know, just as I get a chance to hear these guys do these talks, right, that, you know, after you've done enough boot camps and you got new guys coming up and they're getting – you know, the message to the point they're teaching it. And then you can hear what a difference it made in their life when God spoke into them, their own identity. And all of a sudden they began to walk in the identity that God gave them, you know, through a covenant of silence, through a boot camp experience. And you see fruit like you've never seen. Like, you know, that is the gospel, right? That you see people coming alive, people becoming wholehearted, people all in. Right. They don't just show up for a boot camp, maybe. No, they get there, you know, six like corn, right? He's gonna show up there a day early. And when he's there, you better believe he's gonna be 
Right. All in every minute that, you know, that's the deal. Yeah. Corn's about as wholehearted as you can get. Uh, but I love your clip, Danny, because then, like I said, be pre-show, when we go over other people's clips, we start to see something in them that we didn't see before and others have in them. And I love it because I'm thinking about strength and, well, whose strength is Juna trying to live in? And it's his own because his past is, I went off to war with all my buddies and I'm the only one that came back. So it's kind of like survivor's remorse. So what's he do? He doubles down on his own strength and now he's got this opportunity in this golf tournament to go back to his previous life and everything's weighing me down because he can't do it by himself. And in the scene then later on when they're out there in that last round, He's about to pick up that ball, and this is the precursor to that scene that says, Bagger's like, I'm right here with you, right here with you. When he does that, it just starts to snap. It's like, you can either stop or you can start, and that's start. Where am I going? It's like, you're going someplace where you can't go on your own. Then after that whole scene, he hits this great shot, and he's like, all of a sudden, he's got a bounce in his step, and he's lively. He's like, boy, Bagger, you're a great caddy. And it's just like everything's changed. It's it's like that moment of salvation for him, right? And I love it when Paul in uh, 2 Corinthians 12 is like, I boast in my weakness. That's the same thing as saying I boast in the Lord's strength. It's not me anymore. And that, that switch, that change, that repentance, that I'm going to turn from my own strength and go to his – it's just huge, and I love that in that scene in that whole movie. Right, and I'm surprised that Andy hadn't jumped all over it because it's clearly an orphan spirit, you know, that he's talking about there, right? Yeah, he said he's been right there with you, with him all along. But Juno sure didn't feel that way, and it truly is the orphan spirit. He had taken on this independence, self-determination, like you like to say, and uh, he was living like an orphan, and and. And what Danny pointed out in that clip uh, that he had or that was in it is I didn't realize that there was a spiritual aspect. I thought he was just kind of like some angel of the no tie, but he was actually talking about, you know, you feel like the good Lord take giveth and he taketh away and that's all there is to it and you're all you're left alone. And, uh, and then he goes on later to tell him, I've been right here with you all along. Um, it's, just, it's just really a cool you know, like like we like to say, it's not about golf. That movie, it's 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 about the masculine journey, really. No, but I don't know a single man if when you when you really see them as they begin to walk in their true identity, mm -hmm. that won't admit that at some point in their life, you know, there was there was a realization that I'm not alone, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm oh, yeah. I'm going to do it on my own. You know that there is a point in every man's life that. Where they said, I oh, hope if it's going to happen, it's going to be up to oh, me yeah. because, you know, everybody's betrayed me. My dad didn't turn out yeah, to be what, right. you know, this person, that person. And, and so, you know, Satan's attack on yeah. on men in general is to create this self-determination. Yeah. Like yeah. you said, you know, if this is going to happen, you know, I'm going to be the one that does it yeah. rather than it being and he, in, in fellowship yeah. with the father. And if you're if you're even if you're a Christian, essentially, it's a godless way to live. Oh yeah, you're independent. Of, you're really your own god at that point. Well, you know, I mean, I was that guy. I mm -hmm. mean, that you know, two failed marriages, and you know, there's got to be. It's either hopeless or it's nothing. And then you know, we had a big wedding in the family this weekend, and I think we're Greek. 
Because, <laughs> I mean, just this big, large, loving family. I'm no longer alone, but but the biggest part of it was Jesus entering into that. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, one of the greatest things that has happened so far in this journey with me is studying and diving into the humanity of Christ mm-hmm. and who he was. He does understand. Yeah, He does engage just like Bagger. He's in the locker room. He's telling me I got two different shoes on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very. I'm pretty sure he told me once or twice. That's the dumbest thing I ever. Yeah, that's the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Just, yeah. <laughs> well, Kenny, no, Chuck. I know you got something over there. I can see you're loaded up. You're you're ready to go. So we, you know. Oh, just what I get from this is just really taking the time to listen to God's voice. You know, and the way we do that is just diving into his word. And you keep diving in his word. You get around a band of brothers that they're pouring out his word. They're also diving into his word. And you just see that excitement. Like you said, it comes to life. You know, and through that, it's a process and it kind of builds on each other. When you begin to recognize God's voice, you also begin to recognize the enemy's voice in Satan. And you can start distinguishing between those two and start pushing Satan's voice aside and say, no. That this is what God is saying to me. You know, God's always working on us, pull us out of the world's religion, its works, and really get us into walking with God. You know, if you look back how Jesus, he, he, he commanded, follow me. And only one person really refused him was the rich man. The rich man really said, well, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And he yeah. said, keep all the commandments. He said, I've done that. See, he was, he was no. posing. He was posing. Yes. No, he probably thought he... Yeah. It's what's bad is when you believe your own yeah. press. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> we all been there, haven't we? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you got to come out of that. You got to take uh-huh. the walls down. Yeah, Don't take the walls down. Yeah. 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 How does God get in if you filled up with something else? Or you yeah. got your walls up. He won't open the door. Mm-hmm. And who does Paul say in Ephesians that our battle's against? It's not against flesh and blood, right? right. Powers, rulers, authorities. It's yep. it's something bigger and greater than us. Yes. Yeah, and we have to have a lot of help in that realm because we don't even, we can't even see it. But that it, it all goes back to again what we're hoping the fruit of the entrenchment would be that as you hear the opportunity for these things in your church and your men's group and all those kind of things, wow, reach out, right? Because there's nothing like somebody that loves you that sees your pose okay that knows that you Robbie that sounds a whole like like an agreement that you got right there that you're struggling with you know that can say that lovingly to you in in a way that you receive and that comes you know from some work and that work means that you got to reach out to masculinejourney.org and you know Sam at Masculine Journey or Robbie at Masculine Journey or Andy you know Danny whoever you choose you know, we would love to hear from you again. MasculineJourney.org. The whole idea is we want to come have fun with you guys. This is the Truth Network.